that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can't be seen. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. We're an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. Your other host, Lisa, is ill. I'm doing air quotes, Lisa. They can't see that, but I can. To make up for the fact that we are down a host, I made sure to get a great guest, and we possibly may have a surprise special guest as well. But welcome back to the show, my BFF, former roommate... Megan, the popular Wisconsin farm girl, Parkansky. Hello, my little petrified peeps. How are you? Uh, they can't answer, but Megan, I'm doing just fine. <laughs> also, it's it's weird because so I mentioned we're gonna have a special guest possibly, and I've never done. Be like, I don't know what she thinks of me. But I do a lot of stupid bits. <laughs> she just did a thumbs down. I do a lot of stupid bits for this show that are not normal. Provided no AKAs, no AKAs. Oh, you're right. Um, AKA, I broke my Henny Loggins glass in the move, so not Henny Loggins. But yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm good, Megan. Give us an update. It's been, I don't know how long it's been since you've been on, but give us an update. Well, I was on when you first moved here and I was in the shed with you like three weeks ago. I guess that's true. Um, should we? I feel like we need to introduce our special guest before we get into the show and do shout outs and whatnot. So Megan, I'm going to let you take it away because you have a way of making this extremely awkward. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, ladies and gentlemen, my lover... <laughs> my no oh yes okay lover um and like person that i love so much who self-proclaimed herself a lukewarm allison fan but she has listened with me she knows what this means to me i think and a, a, a tony fan we'll get into that and a tony thaxton fan especially ladies gentlemen Fucking Toby, Lisa, Leanne, Lauren, Ray, all the people, Trice. Scott. Scott! This is my beautiful, wonderful girlfriend. Her name is Jess. Hello. She's beautiful. Tell your Allison origin story. Everyone who's new on the podcast tells their Allison origin story. What was your introduction to Allison Rosen? It, It was you. You were my introduction to Allison Rosen. If I may, you have never heard of Allison Rosen. You're not familiar with the Adam Carolla show or anything like that. Okay, just checking. No, not familiar in the slightest. Can you describe this in more detail? Um, yes, I have no idea who she is, except that my girlfriend loves her. And I love my girlfriend. So via the transitive property, I love Allison Rosen. If you haven't noticed, we're super gross in how much we love each other. Like, super gross. Rafi, can you test? That is a factual statement. 
So I'm sorry for grossing everyone out, but we're in love. So do you remember in what way did you get introduced to Alison Rosen through me? How did I bring it up? And how did you realize, how did I, did I articulate that it was a big deal and a thing? I did. Do you remember details about that? Um, so we went on our first date and I think that you might have brought up Allison like while we were just getting drinks, but at the very least, when we came back to your apartment, I went to get a glass of water in your kitchen and, um, that's when I discovered the shrine basically, um, in the kitchen to Allison and, Honestly, I was frightened, but after Megan explained, it all made a little bit more sense, and I'm really coming around. I've listened to a few episodes, and Megan got me a cameo from Allison with Tony in the background, and I almost cried because I thought he was a cardboard cutout, and then he moved, and it was amazing, and I threw up at Warped Tour when I was in high school because I got so dehydrated because I wanted to make sure I got a good spot to see Motion City soundtrack. That's my Allison story. I think uh, that was good. Thank you, Jess, for being on. I was going to mention the names of the shows, but you guys already listened, so who gives a shit? We're going to do shout-outs. First of all, I will just say shout-out to Megan and Lauren and Lisa. Feel better soon. Megan. Well, last time I was on, and actually just not too long ago, I shouted out a lot of people, but I gave it some thought and decided that this week I wanted to shout out a minimal amount of people because I feel like it'd be more meaningful that way and everyone else can just assume that there's a shout out to them. So I want to shout out specifically Trice because that man has been on it about organizing Sketchfest stuff and I feel really bad that I haven't been chiming in so much but I've been wanting to tell everybody about my month so I'm gonna go on and do that and then hopefully Trace you understand a little bit more went to Phoenix last weekend tomorrow I'm flying out to Disney World next weekend I am going on a meditation retreat in Spirit Rock in San Francisco Bay Area and the week after that I'm going to Wisconsin and you should know this the week after that I think maybe not positively anymore we're going to Reading uh because taking the Amtrak baby and I remember Trice last year met me at the 501 in Reading and hung out with me and brought in the new year with me. And it was very special. So Trice, goddammit, if I'm going this year, I'm going to let you know. So special shout out to you. And everyone else can just assume that they're getting shouted out. Excellent. Megan, what do you know of Joe Randazzo? I'm going to answer questions in the way he answers them and say nothing. Is that how he answered? Because I thought he sounded kind of manic. No. Hmm. I I re-listened on the way home from work to brush up because it bothered me the way that he answered questions on my first listen. And I'm like, was I just in a bad mood? Because you never know. I'm like, or like, why did I not like this dude in particular? And had a problem with the way he answered questions. But when I listened back, Allison asked something like, why do you have a three-legged dog? And he was like, because it was born with three legs. And like, why did your wife like not do this? And he's like, she doesn't like it. 
or something like that. And he would go on a little bit after that, so it wasn't like super withholding, but withholding enough where it annoyed me. I'm like, he doesn't talk in colorful language, is what I'm saying. Interesting. Uh, I think I may have listened at one and a half speeds or something, so maybe that's why he came off a little. Uh, sometimes uh, they started talking about Charlie Rose having a shitty table. I was kind of surprised by that, but then again, Charlie Rose is kind of a shitty guy. Are you familiar with the PBS program? Oh, I thought he was the 60 minutes guy. I think he's done some pieces on there, but his show was the Charlie Rose show and it's like a pitch black room and then a table. Um, well, he can't be nearly the interviewer that you are, so I'm a lot bigger fan of you than I am of Charlie Rose. But he did have some Me Too stuff happen, right? Yeah, that, I'm a fan of that. Right. I know. <laughs> they talked about other disgraced men. Uh, oh, karma beats? If you must know, before I left, um, I went to dinner with some pals, and they were like, oh, we didn't get you any uh, going away gift. And she was wearing these, and they're tourmaline or tourmaline, and supposedly they're good, and they keep bad stuff from happening. So far, so good. Have you? How much have you talked about? We need an LA update from you. How much? Like you need to update the people on where you're at. That's not what this show is about, Megan. Um, he got. He went to the DMV. He was there for. F- they know pretty much all of that crap except for the stuff that doesn't matter. Um, now I, I forgot where I was. Um, he started talking about his children that have uh, birthdays one week apart. I'm curious, as someone who has a sibling, when is your sibling's birthday? One day after mine. That's not true. That is true. Oh, yes. That does sound familiar. So do you guys have like a single, did you guys growing up have a singular birthday party for the both of you? Because that's what I hear about people who like their birthdays near Christmas. They're like, oh, it sucks because I didn't, I didn't get as many gifts. No, we were lucky in that way. Um, But I did grow up as a very young person before I had a developed brain thinking that I didn't understand why I wasn't older than him. I remember being in the car with my mom and my brother and being like, but my birthday's before his. And she's like trying to explain to me time. And I'm like, but my birthday's before his. Um, but that's pretty weird, I guess. That's that Wisconsin public education for you. Doesn't know how time works. <laughs> uh Something that he was talking about that reminded me of kind of like probably where you grew up is he was saying that they had some kind of school party and it was like a mix of kids, but they were like out in the woods, possibly fingering and (laughs) that got Jess's attention and uh, some some like out of an 80s movie, like bullies came and chopped down a tree to block the exit. I'm curious, Megan, did you have any post high school finger party in the woods where bullies came and trapped you not that specifically but parties in the woods are a thing um there was a specific place well if you go to like forestry roads where like people are doing some forestry stuff uh we would me and like 
my friends, as I was explaining to Jess, as I was explaining to Jess earlier, um, I had friends when I was 14 that were like seniors in high school because I was super cool or because they were super creepy. But it was common to like have your beyond like have like four trucks there and just like be sitting and partying on the tailgates and have a kegger in the woods but that is as he said like sociopathic behavior what they did that's fucking i mean we had some crazy lunatics like hicks in the mix there for sure but nothing like that really that i can recall well something else he mentioned that i thought was kind of possibly wisconsin-esque is that he was talking about how he hears of like the kids he went to school with and now they look like they're 60 even though they're the same age as him and they're like probably on meth or something and there's a guy who has a colostomy bag and he got in a fight with his girlfriend because she ripped it out or something uh how i don't know about that and how are your former classmates i know some of them and they're doing okay but is there um methy former actually it seems like all the people that you know like trixie mattel and jacob and melissa are all doing fine but tell me more i i don't know i do good in that i don't look people up on facebook that like i don't give a shit about most of them probably have like multiple kids and whatnot but the people in, i don't know do i look pretty good babe you like this yeah i look great so that's all that matters same same uh i agree megan if you have a couple of kids you might as well just fucking die something i thought was kind of interesting is that he was working at the onion and it was getting sold to somebody and they tried to like find a better buyer for them now, you're someone who works in a freelancey type of lifestyle. If you were working for a company and they were getting bought out, would you try to save them? Try to save them? Yeah, he was talking about someone was trying to buy the onion. Oh. They sucked balls. Well, he was fucking editor in chief. Like he had something at stake. I've just been a minion everywhere. Um but things do not go great when you get bought out by what private equity places, did he say? Um, I did work for a company that got bought out by just individual investors. I don't know how different that is from a firm except for organized and these were just two super rich people. And things were awful. So, but would I like fight for that shit? I don't know if it mattered, I guess. But I don't. What about you, Daphne? No. You have ambition. I, I, people are going to be shitheads. I'm not going to fucking care. <laughs> I'm just looking out for number one, baby. Uh, <laughs> something he mentioned that reminded me of you as well, Maggie Poo. Everything just, I'm trying to, trying to find. A... I love how I was not a fan of this guest really at all, but you're like, oh, he reminded me so much of you in so many ways. I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, he's super obnoxious. Uh, he plays soccer in some kind of league. You're in a bowling league. You go rock climbing with folks. You're in a bowling league now, really. You were. The, the last game ended. The, le- the season is over. I was a fill-in, and that's all done for now. But, Megan, you are out there and loving every minute of it. Seinfeld reference. And... <laughs> 
uh, you are out there on sports teams. You, you, have you ever thought of soccer? No. I... Lesbians love soccer. Do they? I think we love... Not playing, apparently. Just watching. Okay. I've been corrected. I, mean, I did play basketball, and there was another queer girl and the queer girl's wife who came to, like, spectate. So I guess that... Oh, yeah. I was on a basketball league, too. Shout out to the L.A. Sparks. Shout out. Moving on. Oh, this kind of went with the other thing. <laughs> he had two jobs canceled in a short amount of time, and that that's something I can't get used to is living that freelance lifestyle type. I thought you said you didn't have much to say about this episode like two days ago. That's what you said. That's what you said. Uh, whatever. Because I said I don't have much to say, really, and you said that's okay, neither do I. We're 18 minutes in. You've, you've like we're, properly, we're flying. You're unemployed. You've properly researched this. Um... I re-listened today. This is this is the job, Megan. If I'm if I'm hosting, I have to make notes. But it's fine. Just harass me. It's fine. I'm used to it. One thing he mentioned was getting a dog and the social scene that it opens up for you. I I, aside from the fact that he has a three-legged dog that they call a a tripod or pod. I don't even know what the fuck he was talking about, but Oh, I get it. Um, what are your thoughts, Megan? Apparently you have them. Yes. I made a note of this because I, mm, I 85% hate that he's right. Because when I'm just trying to take my little baby girl out, Oh, she's all tucked in. Look at how cute she is. Um, if I take the picture, can it be the picture? Okay, well, I'll do it after. Um, when I take my Chloe bear outside to go piss, like, I love a neighborhood with dogs in it, and I can see the dogs and, like, just look at them. But the fact that, like, people are like, oh, look at the food, they can't, like, let them. First of all, when dogs sniff each other's butts in front of me, I get super awkward. Like, I have a hard time acknowledging, like, they're sniffing each other's butts. But, like, I don't say anything. They don't say anything. And I don't like the interactions that I have with people when I just catch them on the street and they want to see my dog or pet my dog or whatever. I don't want the attention. I don't want the forced interaction. Even at a dog park, like, I really prefer not to talk to anybody because they're just going to tell me about their dog and I just don't really care that much. Um... And it's hardly ever interesting to me. Like, I, I'm not compelled by just watching, like, if it's, if I'm taking my dog outside, don't talk to me. Even if you have a dog, like, it's, I don't, we don't need it. I don't want it. So you're saying I shouldn't get a dog to make friends. I don't know. Do you want to? Do you, you want a dog? Are you going to get a dog? I don't think I'm going to get a dog. I can barely take care of myself, Megan. What else do I got here? Ah, the last note I took for Monday, thank God, is about Marie Kondo and how having kids adds a lot of stuff to your home. Dr. Jen mentioned this before, and I don't have a lot of stuff, but because I have a small studio, I don't really have a place for everything, and it makes me think I need to get rid of more stuff. So... 
I'm curious, Megan, as someone who is extremely disorganized, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, Have you seen the show? Well, I don't know. I think that I can never... It all sparks inspiration to see Marie Kondo do her, like, fancy folding your shirts and pants thing and to have her clear out all her shit and thank all of these inanimate objects. But, like, long-term, the chances are... I mean, he's an exception, I guess, in that he did carry something with him, probably because he's a committed, organized person and just found a better way of doing something and picked it up and incorporated it into his already organized life. But, like, I can say, I personally, if you can observe was well you probably can't tell that much but because you think I'm a cluttered unorganized person but I moved into a studio also and I made sure that like all the things were like not on the ground taking up space so like my tv is mounted to the wall my desk folds up and is mounted to the wall I don't have bookshelves that lie on the floor I have them nailed up to the wall um, I have a Murphy bed and things. What? I never, I never bring it up. I would never like bring it up, but well, I never fold it up. I never fold it up. So what you were going to laugh at me for? <laughs> no, everything. I just noticed that. No, I was going to say like, actually your apartment is, it's a little messy, but it is organized yes. and everything. I I never noticed, even though I know like, I know that goes up and I know the bed goes up and I know your bookshelves are on the wall. I never notice how everything is like on the walls. <laughs> I, I guess you could say you live <laughs> balls to the wall. <laughs> Don't hold up the mic to my face and expect me to laugh. All right. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, we will have our newest segment from Lauren Kelly. LK's Childish Chat. Hi, Rafi. Hi, Megan. Hi, Lisa. I hope you feel better soon. This is Lauren Kay with some childish chat. Um, instead of looking for mushrooms on my 10 a.m. break, I'm here in my car recording some childish chat. Um, okay, so on this episode, um, afterwards, after recording with Allison, Greg has to go and record a funny music video with some other comedians to benefit um, retired and out-of-work comedians. Um, he's recording a funny music video for them and uh, Greg says that when he retires he would like to live at Leisure World which is a retirement community Um, and he'd like to live there with his wife Allison asks if he will be faithful to his wife in Leisure World um, because she says um, that people like to have like affairs and there's like a lot of sex there and uh, he, she asked if he'd like to have a threesome there, um, and of course Greg would love to. Um, he says, um, yeah, he says his wife would be into it if it happens naturally. She doesn't want to like plan one or force one, and he's like, yeah, if it hurts the relationship, we can just get marriage counseling. Um, <laughs> and Rafi, you were wondering my thoughts on a threesome. And yeah, threesome, no thank you, not for me. (laughs) And then they talked about sexual energy um, and Allison was naming some names and uh, Greg was saying if they have sexual energy to him. And uh, okay, so Allison would say a name and Greg would say 
yes or no. So Mark Marin, yes. Dr. Drew, no. Bobcat Goldthwait, yes. Adam Ray, yes. Doug Benson, no. Nick Swardson, yes. David Spade, cute. <laughs> Tom Segura, no. Burt Kreischer, no. Brian Callen, yes. Joe Rogan, yes. Adam Ferreira, yes. Adam Carolla, yes. Then Greg said to Allison, um, and Allison said yes or no. Christina P, no. Little Esther, no. Nikki Glazer, tiny bit. Um, Janine Garofalo, in theory, yes. In person, no. Mark Marin, according to her dream, she guesses so. Um, she guesses because of his role in Glow. And then I put an asterisk and said, I like that show because I like that show. <laughs> um, oh, and they said that on Instagram, it's no longer showing the number of likes, but they guess they're rolling it out only for verified people because Daniel still sees the number of likes and I still see the number of likes on my Instagram too. So I haven't seen that yet. Um, Greg says he still loves Adam Carolla. Uh, Allison says that that's fine. Um, Allison says that when she dreams of Adam Carolla, she still dreams of him in a positive way. Um, and they talked about Adam a little bit. And um, Allison's high of the week, she said, was her Scott Ackerman episode. Um, I guess she got a lot of positive feedback on that because Scott Ackerman doesn't open up a lot. And people even who listen to his shows a lot don't know a lot about him so um that was really cool for her um and then craig said one of his lows was that he did a comedy bang bang show episode once and he didn't get his lines in advance so uh he kept fucking up when it was re when it was time to record his part and um they were dumping like he would open the door i guess and they'd dump a bucket of ice water on his head and then he'd have to say his lines but he since he didn't get them in advance he didn't have time to memorize it and so it he had to keep trying over and over and he didn't want to get anybody in trouble so he didn't say you know that he didn't get it in advance which was good of him but it made him look bad <laughs> so uh um, and that's all that I wrote down and I'm sorry this was a long clip um, I'm also sorry about my jingle if you hate it um, I hate it too and I'm gonna make a new one so um, okay that's it for now bye guys I love you bye thank you for that segment Lauren I she made it sound I like talk about one more thing from oh I should have asked it's local based did you hear Allison reference Culver City about women who are LAEans? Like, he was like brought up women. I know you listen too fast to hear these things or listen at all, but uh, that's not true. You did a great job. Sorry. But um, he was describing like women, a specific kind of women who like are super tan and have like long hair and are older and like drink smoothies. And she's like, Are they from Culver City? Do you get that vibe at all from where we are? Because I personally love Culver City, the neighborhood where I live in, where I feel like I could be in the hip part of Kansas City. This is like the least L.A. Well, okay. besides the fact that when you first went out with me here, like the bartenders called you like fucking dude and bro or whatever they called your brother or something. Do you remember what they called you? I don't. 
oh well whatever it was kind of people were treating you as an la in a very la way but like those kind of women are in beverly hills or somewhere fancy this is like a working class la neighborhood uh one thing i will say as an outsider i think i have an objective view on this neighborhood and i'll say it's a lot of young hip people not a not hippies not hipsters i should say not a lot of older women but your friend lisa who owns the art gallery how would you describe her the only reason i know her name is because it's lisa's name um well she's a philanthropist who owns an art gallery maybe that's the specific lady he was talking about no but it struck me as odd that like she would target culver city like number one nobody knows culver city and number two, that she has no familiarity with Culver City. I don't know why she pulled that neighborhood out of her rear end. But I love this sit, this neighborhood. God bless it. And it's the best. And that's why you're moving. Moving on to the... Uh, oh, I, I meant to say, Lauren made it sound like I was very interested in her thoughts on the threesomes. I wanted... I was very interested on the threesomes. But more so, I wanted to hear her thoughts on who she has sexual energy coming off of them from the comedians. Uh, So you failed me in that respect, but I love your segment anyway. Moving on to the Thursday show. Kevin made cookies. Now, Megan, I'm not, I don't have much of a sweet tooth. How are you with the sweets? Do you like to bake? Do you just like eating groceries and not cookies tell me everything you don't already know this i feel like you would know this maybe i do and i'm doing this for the listener let's say that because uh that's better than i don't know what you're gonna say sure sure. we're on a podcast and you're interviewing me which is super weird because you're like being super interviewee but that's how you are on the show. It's just weird to experience in person. Because normally you're just belittling me and judging me. Um, but what was it? Oh, sweets. Don't love sweets. If I want to quench my sweet tooth, I usually do it with Diet Coke or 7-Up, like Diet 7-Up or something. But because I've been... I typically let myself go this time of year. So... There's a wonderful, beautiful, amazing pumpkin pie from Earth Cafe that has a very heavily, um, there's a heavy clove and gingerbread taste in the crust and it's wonderful and I got three slices and there's no slices left. Um, I'm not like Allison level crazy about it, but like I have sweet and low and you're the only one who uses my sugar. The only thing I use sugar for is when I make kombucha and that typically like the bacteria does something to it or supposedly it it ends up being like healthier than sugar. Maybe it's a conspiracy, whatever. Not a big baker, more so a cooker. Although those sounded really good. I do love the salty sweet shit. The only thing that I found interesting about this part is that Allison ate some. She's on carbs again, and you are supposedly off carbs. No, I'm carbon it up. Like I said, I'm letting myself... You told me at bowling that you were not going to eat any of the fries because you don't eat carbs. I mean, I limit the carbs. Lies! 
I limit the carbs when I can. And I think I carved up earlier that day, so I won't carve up like two meals in a row. Nonetheless, three meals in a row. And I, and um, so I probably had a little carby carb. I mean, I have whole grain bread now, and I've been eating bagels, and I usually don't do that. So that's been like the carb for the day. Um, what is your favorite sweet thing? Oh boy. Me and Scott went to Magpies over the weekend and I had their fried pie that they mentioned last week and it was quite delish. As time went on, it just got tastier and tastier. But how do you. What flavor? Uh, it's the fried pie. So it's almonds on top. It's like a soft serve ice cream that is made, I think they said, with. They use oat milk that they pour into cornflakes or something or frosted flakes or some shit. They pour it into some cereal. Then they take that oat milk and make the ice cream from it. So it's vegan. Um, and then it has a vegan chocolate bottom and it has honeycomb. You love a honeycomb. Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, I think we're going to get that. I'm going to get that for the live recording. But... Salt on sweets. Daniel was apparently ahead of the curve on that one. And I'm kind of into it. Yeah. Sounded great. All right. We're on the same page. Kevin will be going to Vegas for the first time very shortly for some Maisel bullshit. Megan, do you have any memories of Las Vegas you would like to share? Or Nevada? <laughs> Not currently. But, well... Have I talked about... I feel like I've talked about my most recent Las Vegas trip, but if I... I've, I've told you. I'm not sure if I've told our dedicated fanship, our, like I do this all the time. Um, but when... Two years ago, I decided to go to the Grand Canyon and... Las Vegas is halfway in between the Grand Canyon and here. I don't want to do the whole eight hours in uh, one stretch. You're a truck driver, so I know you're probably like, what a wussy. But I don't know. I'm not, and I don't like driving for long periods of time. But I went to Las Vegas, and it was about a month after the Las Vegas shooting. And it was super weird because it was around Halloween time. So there was a lot of like zombies and like bloody Halloween things around. And it just felt too soon for any of it, you know? Um, and I was, it seemed a little morbid, but I was like, I'm curious to go to the hotel where the shooting was at. And so I did. And I walked all the way down there. Um, and the, went to the Mandalay Bay casino and it had like the sh like some sort of like Vegas strong banner up over the window where the guy shot out of and like the Harvest Festival billboard was still up and it was super creepy um and I should mention that earlier that day I spent 200 or 300 dollars in like two minutes or something like it went really fast on those slots out there um and i had eight dollars left or something like that 
So I went in the Mandalay Bay. I'm like, I walked all the way down here. It's at the furthest end of the strip. And I'm like, I'm going to do something here. Uh, and I'm a, I like the roulette. So I went to the roulette and I spent $3, let's say, and I lost it. So I have like $4 left or something. No more than $4 left. And I'm like, green double zero, all the dollars. And I got it and I won $300. I must have, I must have had three dollars because i won three hundred dollars and i'm like fuck and then i went to cirque du soleil in the mandalay bay i'm like let's make this count is cirque du soleil there i think i'm lying i don't think i went there but i spent that money on a cirque du soleil ticket so mandalay bay unlucky for a lot of people lucky for me that particular evening that's crazy this led into some conversation about companies doing promotional events and stuff like that and that's a whole world that I need to get into somehow. Unfortunately, the truck driving world doesn't have uh, big fancy parties, but these events are going on all the time, but we're just unaware of it for the most part. So, Megan, you live in Hollywood. You work in the Hollywood land, I should say. Fancy promotional parties... How many have you been to? What's the deal? I've been to none, but I know what they're talking about. Because when I did In This Together Festival, we had all those swag bags. And we invited, we gave free tickets to press, etc. So it's like, yeah, do what you can for the press, baby. Um, so I get it. So you've never been invited to a room where they, like, give you... You know, Gucci shoes and fucking Beats headphones, and then like there's like a blowjob station. <laughs> From Cars 3. But that's because my best friend Oliver's mom played the fucking violin on it. Um, and um, I have a hat from Coco because my best friend's mom played violin on it. So that's a promotional item, I guess. And like a consolation prize for being in the movie um, or on doing movie stuff. Um, Not quite the same. Sounds like Oliver. I was going to make a joke about Oliver, but that's mean. Kevin's parents were anti-vaxxers. I don't really give a shit. I mean, I don't think your parents were uh, anti-vaxxers, but due to neglect, did you not get vaccines? or? Megan, I lived in the, the the civilized world. We were forced to be vaccinated to go to school and whatnot, the way it should be. But this led into some talk about not knowing uh, your parents' thoughts on certain subjects. I'm curious, Megan. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm fortunate that uh, I'm fairly certain what my mom is into, and she's not too judgy. But Megan... Your parents live out there in Wisconsin. What are their thoughts on things like vaccines, Trump, guns, uh, the gays, and the like? I'm not going to remember all the things you listed, but my parents are Democrats. Thank fucking God. Um, because my grandparents aren't. My cousins aren't. My aunts and uncles aren't. But God damn it, does my dad have a good heart. 
And I feel like my mom just kind of goes along with whatever my dad is thinking and feeling. But um, my mom calls Trump dumpy Trumpy, which I think is super cute. Like when something's going on in the news, she's like, oh, and that dumpy Trumpy. And I'm like, oh, I do love my mom sometimes. And um, but there was definitely not overt, but covert racism things that were said and that I was fairly used to growing up. That is the problem with Wisconsin in this election and with Trump stuff is that we're just not really exposed to diversity or having to, um, I don't know. I feel like there's also this attitude of like everyone in Hicktown, USA has like dirty jobs. Like I work in a fucking factory. I work as a, like, you know, something where it's like work, work and gritty and factory work. And I think that they don't feel bad much about certain people's situations because they're like, I work hard and I don't blah, 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 blah. But it's a weird perspective because it's like, well, you work hard and blah, 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 blah. So that means you should get things like for that. But instead they look at it and they're like, you shouldn't get nothing because I don't get nothing which is kind of weird. Um, guns, my parents don't hunt, which is weird for Wisconsin. Everybody hunts. Uh, and what gays, well, it was Adam and Eve before Adam and Steve in my household until this little girl came out and her mom said, haven't you thought about AIDS? And she puked and cried. And then my dad was like, who cares? And then my mom was like, mm, maybe I don't care either. And that went over okay. But... It took a little lesbian daughter for them to come around on that. Moving on. I'm just, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to call him Jess's favorite drummer. Tony is taking on too much work. He's producing Childish now. I think they said he's going to produce Fitzdog Radio now. That's crazy. He's doing Andrea Savage's bullshit show that's just ripping off Allison he's going back on tour in January. This next Saturday, he's playing drums in two bands. Um, Megan, you're someone who tends to work an okay-ish amount. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? I'll tell you after you tell me if you've listened to Andrea Savage's podcast. I listened to the Chris Hardwick episode, and it was fine. She is Alison Rosen-esque in that she's like a mom, but she like talks about farts or buttholes or I forget what the fuck she talks about. And um, so she's Alison. Yeah, but not as likable. She's like she's like um, I, the way I described it is that even though I've never seen The Good Place, Alison is the good Janet and Andrea Savage is the bad Janet. That means nothing to me. Kristen Bell show, baby. Get into it. I've never seen it, so who cares? If you haven't seen Frozen 2, go see it. It's so good. Yes. Um, Tony, calm the fuck down with all the producing. Let me produce oh, yeah. Allison's show. You think I can produce Allison's show? I do a shitty job on here. Why not fuck up her show? I say this about my own profession, and people who I've said this to are like, Oh, like they try to be compassionate and like positive towards me. They're like, 
oh, you're talented at what you do and it's a it's special skill or whatever. I think editing is super easy. Like Agreed. Basic editing especially, but like I feel like most people could do my job. It's just that everyone invests in their own career path in life and this is what I've been drawn to and so I'm a little extra good at it now, thank goodness, so that I'm employable. But call me an asshole, but like podcast producing, it probably isn't that hard. And I hope You're an asshole. I know, but I make. I, I hope he's making good money. Everyone needs to make a living out here, and it's really hard to do. But I mean, the guy has ambition. I feel like besides his own podcast, it sounds like he has a full time job kind of schedule. You know, because he's a freelancer, so yes, he needs to grab at all the things all the time and get what he can get to make a living. But um, I don't know, besides his own, like, but he chooses to do his own podcast. Not saying he shouldn't, and that that's not work when he does it. But um, I, well, my mind went somewhere else. I didn't know he had a Patreon. Do you know anything about his Patreon for a show? I used to listen to Bizarre Albums. This is the first week I haven't listened, and it's only a 15, 20-minute show. They're getting longer, so now they're up to like 20 minutes. But um, Bizarre Singles is the same thing, except for about one song as opposed to an album. I don't know how long those are, but they're fairly well-produced, the Bizarre Albums episodes that I've heard. So I'm sure they take longer than just, uh, you know, a 15-minute edit job. But, eh. I've been listening to his show, so for like I feel like a podcast like Allison's is super easy. You basically just need to listen to it, and he doesn't use drops. There's no real post production, and like someone said in the Facebook group, like he's pretty loose with the editing as far as like cutting even cutting out pauses goes. Like I think that they had a they were probably right in that Jeff cut out a lot more dead air, even if it's just brief dead air, he leaves it in which is fine, but that just means that it's one less small thing for him to do. Um, If you guys uh, miss the drops on Allison's show, hashtag uh, get Rafi to edit her pod because I'd be dropping shit like a flock of pigeons. Uh, I should mention that um, thanks to Jess, I have a 10-barrel brewing company, Crush Cucumber Sour, uh, how many percent is, is this baby? 5% alcohol by volume. Let's give this baby a taste. Uh, snack chat. Ah, tasty. Um, oh, no, it's chat snack on here, right? Chat snack. Correct. Thanks for uh, getting it right. Um, we're almost done here, um, fortunately. Oh, they started talking about boundary issues megan how are you with boundaries and when was your last menstruation <laughs> i could actually i could actually probably tell you in one click of a button on my phone app oh, well i lived with you so menstruate on the same day same day same can you believe the same exact day within hours of each other um i was living with you so you told me when you were the people didn't know, and they should. <laughs> you are so He's living here. I tell him everything. He knew about the pneumonia poops and everything. I tell him everything. Um, what was the question? 
Oh, boundaries. I didn't know what boundaries were, and I never heard the word until I started listening to Mental Illness Happy Hour when I was about in my mid-20s. Um, and then I decided it was a thing to consider. And then as I started mindfully observing myself, I was like, oh, I have poor boundaries. Um, because in small towns where I had grown, uh, I everyone knew everyone's business. I knew everyone since I was an infant. So there really was no like proper getting to know you assimilation. So I just was like, oh, I should know everything about everybody as soon as possible because we're all family and everyone loves each other and we should all know everything. Um, but I don't know. Do I have good boundaries? I feel like I have better boundaries now. I'm aware of boundaries. I think your boundaries are fine. Yeah. Um, I would say that I'm good with boundaries. I think, uh, being, uh, slightly introverted and, uh, very self-conscious leads to you not pushing boundaries because you're just thinking about yourself more than others. So maybe I should start pushing some more boundaries. But that led into some talk about Enneagrams. Enneagrams? Are you familiar? Oh, I was going to look this up when I went to work and I fucking didn't. Well, don't worry because... No, because they're going to do it later. And then I'm sure whoever the guest is that week... Me and Lisa will be doing our eni- Enneagram thing yes. and discovering if we're uh, ones and twos or six and nines. I, they didn't bring this up, but I feel like I know what six and nines are funny. Good job. Uh, I thought that I took this at some point, but they didn't mention that there's an advocate. So if this is a thing and I'm right, then I'm an advocate. But if not, based on what they were saying, I'm... But I think I'm an achiever. From what they were saying. What about you? Individualist. Um, school shooter. Whatever that one is. Um, <clears throat> You're from where school shootings happen. You shouldn't say this. But honestly, could you not picture this face on the news? Doesn't this face belong on the news for that shit? Mm, it's the face. Definitely. Um... Well, that um, that was uh, our show. Thank you again, no. Megan and Jet. No, there's too much interviewing me, and I'm not interviewing you. Um, how? If you ask me any dumb questions, I'm just. Gonna I'm not. It's it not. Out. I know that's fine. You're from Los Angeles now. How's that going? Tell me how you feel about it. I am not from Los Angeles. I'm from Colorado. I'm living in Huntington. That's a running joke. Mm, understood um what have been your favorite things that you've done in la so far besides obviously recording with lisa um that's a good question because there there was like a couple things i did that were really fun and now i can't remember what they were so yes oh we went to that Culver Hotel where you take all your dates, apparently, and we got tipsy before Thanksgiving. That was a good time. Um, me and Scotty Boy, we went out on the town a couple of times. That was fun. Um, and uh, hanging out with Lisa's always great. And, uh, yeah. Do you feel like you have more friends out here than you did in your real life in Denver? 
No, but surprisingly, I hang out with you pretty often now that I'm here. So it's like, well, see, because I lived with friends, I saw them every day, but it didn't feel like hanging out. It just felt like we just live in the same place and we see each other all the time. But here it's like we come over here, we go over there, we're doing some bowling, you know, so it feels like um, we are hanging out a lot and me with other people as well. So it feels like I'm more socially active, but in reality, I'm probably the same. Also, um, fuck, I was thinking of something while you were talking instead of listening to you, and now I forgot what I was going to say because I listened to you instead of was thinking about this. Los Angeles, Allison people. Oh, on the Thursday episode, Renee brought up Colorado Springs. And that there's a lot of crunchy hippies there. Can you attest? In my experience, I've never lived there, but in my experience, it's mostly just conservative folks. Uh, the Air Force base is there, so a lot of military folks. I'm not familiar with the hippie type of people, except for when I went to like the Manitou Incline those couple of times. That, But then everyone comes from all over Colorado to go to that shit. What's that? It's a big... Uh, it used to be like a railroad thing, but they just uh, took out the rails and left the railroad ties or whatever, and now people climb it for exercise. I have no idea what to picture in my head. Railroads go horizontally, not vertically. How do you climb them? That's why it's not one anymore, Megan. I still don't get it. Look it up, people. Um in general, what did you think of this Monday's episode? Uh, just like every other Monday episode recently, uh, I don't care. Did you feel like Allison had a different energy? No. I thought she was being a little more sarcastic than usual. Hmm. Didn't pick up on it? Or I'm wrong, I don't know. Uh no. Also, I am curious as to why she didn't put it out sooner. Because this was from when Elliot was first getting into preschool, which was, what, two months ago? Isn't that peculiar? Quite peculiar? Yeah, he was on there to plug Kids Say the Darndest Things with Tiffany Haddish. And I was like, that show's been out. So I don't know why. Probably other guests had shit to plug before him. And uh, probably deep down she knew he was a dud. Damn. Um, is Chloe a baby? The consensus seems to be yes. What does my apartment look like as far as um, Christmas spirit goes? Overly festive. Amazingly festive. Um, shout out to Lisa. I'm sorry. Oh, did you talk about Friday with Lisa? Yeah, we recorded right after we did. Okay. Um, that's all I got, Jess. My girlfriend's beautiful. I'm going to Disney World tomorrow. Trice, I will get back to you about Sketchfest. I love you. Goodbye. Uh, post show edition. We forgot to talk about the Spain quiz. Megan, I'm going to take my mother and sister to Spain next year. 
And I don't know how I'm going to do it because my savings are dwindling. But either way, we're going to Spain. Shout out to Stacy at Spaniac on something. Um, I'm going to need some recommendation on where to go. But speaking of the Spain quiz, Megan, how did you do? I got three wrong. I got the one about what they throw at each other or what which one isn't a festival. Along with everybody else, I was like, how would they clean eggs and flour up? That seems really hard to do. Why would they do that to themselves? Um, I also got wrong the size of Spain compared to the states in the United States. I thought it was the third or fifth biggest. It was actually the third biggest. And I got wrong the food that people eat every day. I don't know the difference between Spain and Mexico, so I picked, like, the Mexican thing. Mo- like, most of them. There was, most, there was mostly Mexican things, right? And then there was, like, the Spanish thing. Yeah. I guess black beans. Wow. Uh, you are racist. racist. <laughs> I got six out of eight correct. Oh, I don't remember which ones I got wrong, but I was very upset. Yes. I I think so. Um yeah, Spain. Can't wait to go. Did you get the tooth fairy one right? No, I got that one wrong. But that so judging Renee for not getting that right. That was my second guess though. I forget what was the first choice? Oh, the this the mermaid. I was like, it can't be mermaid. I'm like, they're by the water. Fuck it. I'm going mermaid. The mouse was the only thing that made actual sense. Well, I should tell you that I have a low opinion of Spaniards. They're pretty stupid. I don't know. Do you, do you know Spaniards to make that judgment? Um, not exactly, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I forget what the other one I got wrong was. Judging things he knows nothing about. The Rafael Castaneda story. Shout out to Greg. I should have been at Slayer with you. Well, that wraps up this post-show thingamabob. I want more. Um, what did you guess for the festival? Oh, you guessed it right. You guessed the right. How did, did you know that or how did you guess that? I deduced it because I was like, why would they throw plastic fish? They would throw real fish. I know Spain, and they're fucking dumb. They're throwing some real fish, not plastic fish. That can't be right. How did you get the Spain size of the United States question right? Uh, I don't know if that's when I got right or wrong, um, but I'm guessing I just guessed. Cool. (laughs) Oh, I was going to edit all this out, so yeah. Ready for war, Joe? How you wanna blow these spots? I know these dirty cops that'll get us in if we murder some wop. Hop in your helmet, the punish is ready. Meet me and Beatles with noodles, we'll do this do while he's slurping spaghetti. Everybody kiss the fucking floor, Joe, we crack, fuck them all. If they move, noodles, shoot that fucking whore. Dead in the middle of little, literally little. Did we know that we riddle to middle, man who didn't do diddly? It'll be a cold day and how the day I take it now. Make no mistake, for real, I wouldn't hesitate to kill. I'm still a fat one that you love to hate. Catch you at your mother's waist, smack you, then I whack 
rock you with my stuff trie. I rub your face off the earth and curse your family's children like Amityville and drill the nerves in your cavity filling. Insanity's building a pavilion in my civilian. It can't be the energy that humanity's filling. A villain without remorse who's willing to out your boss forever and take all of cheddar like child support. I support punning anything he does, anything he loves. A brother from another mother sent for the above. A dark nigga just like me, one of the best might be. Even better, leaving niggas kneeling on a right knee. Spike Lee couldn't paint a better picture. You small change, I'm blowing out your brains, getting richer. Hit you with the mask, smacking bitch, nigga. What you get stuck? My trigger figures it's you get a fuck. Truck jewels, cruising in the land, pumping cash rules. Last crew to one and caught a hundred trying to pass through. That's true. So who the next to get it? T.S. the best that did it. Get it off your chest, get admitted, and it's yeah. And you don't stop. Twenty shot clock with the cop killers fiddling to the top. Yeah. And you don't stop. Joey cracks the rock and Big Pun keeps the guns cocked. Yeah. And you don't stop. We're making hot, nigga. What? Bring it up, blow your whole spot. Yeah. And you don't stop. It's still one eight seven on an undercover guy. Fuck the police, I squeeze first, making me third, taking feet first through the morgue, then launch them in the keeper. The streets curse, the First Amendment's culturally biased. Supposed to supply us with rights, and I hold my rosary tight as I can. I'm one man against the world, just me and my girl, Black Pearl, Latina, Masina, but keeps it real, you know the deal. We steal from the rich and keep it peeping, it's no secret. Watch me and Joe go back and forth from free creep with me as I cruise in my beamer. All the kids in the ghetto call me Don Cartagena, kicking ass as I blast off heat. And you never see me talk to police So you should know that I really don't care Who you by the hair, slit your throat And I leave you right there So beware, it's red That niggas want beat We punch speak And let these motherfuckers know how we run the Fuck streets peace, I run the streets deep with no compassion Puerto Ricans known for slashing Catching niggas while they sleeping No relaxing Keep your eyes open, sharp reflexes Three Texas in the Jeep Lexus Just in case police testers Street professors, several squad Ghetto scholars full of clips mark Inflicts the free regard when the metal hollers Better acknowledge Y'all get knocked down until I'm locked and shot down. Had the beat, couldn't make me put my clock down. We lock towns like rounds in the chain, but boogie down major like nine. I bust mine every time, plus I'm the crime boss of New York. When we talk to walk the walk, all my niggas carry chalk and stalk. I pray like a predator. Whoever want it, go and get it, set it, baby, and I'm a barrier. So remember the squad that I'm repping, I'm full of clip of my weapon and punish niggas till it's Armageddon. Yeah, and you don't stop. 20 shot clock with the cop killers fill up to the top. Yeah. And you don't stop Joey cracks the rock And Big Pun keeps the guns cocked Yeah And you don't stop We'll make it hot, nigga Why bring it up, load your whole spot Yeah And you don't stop It's still 187 on an undercover guy Yeah And you don't stop 20 shot clock with the cop killers Fill up to the top Yeah And you don't stop Joey cracks the rock And Big Pun keeps the guns cocked Yeah And you don't stop We'll make it hot, nigga Why bring it up, load your whole spot Yeah, yeah.